I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 234. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is always appreciated. If you haven't already, please go and subscribe to the pod wherever you uh, listen to your pods, whatever application you're using. Uh, And if you can, give us a review or a rating. It's silly, but those little things do help in terms of getting the name of the pod out there and exposure and everything. So we do appreciate it if you're able to do so. I will quickly mention as well, last night we launched our brand new YouTube series. It is called This Song Is Yours for the Record. Um, and basically sees us taking artists into record stores around Australia and getting them to show us their essentials. We kicked things off last night at Happy Valley Records with US singer-songwriter Christian Lee Hudson. The link is in our bio along with all our other socials. That is all the business out of the way. Let's get to today's guest. Today's guest is Bumpy. The soul and R&B songwriter and proud Noongar woman had an incredible 2022 absolutely winning over everyone at Big Sound with her set. Uh, And she also took home the Archie Roach Foundation Award for Emerging Talent at the Music Victoria Awards. In late January of this year, she released her brand new EP, Morning Sun. It is a beautiful collection of neo-soul tracks. We've left details in the show notes where you can find the EP or listen to it or stream it wherever you get your music from. You'll be able to find it. We were lucky enough to speak to the NAM Melbourne-based artist last week where we chatted about a range of things. We discussed this new EP and what it means to have her own solo songs out. Bumpy is also part of a Melbourne neo-soul outfit called Squid Nebula and we discuss how she juggles the songwriting between the the two bands, the two projects, if you will. Uh, We're talking about music producing. We talk about touring behind the EP and, and what that kind of takes Uh, and Bumpy was also very kind enough to make us a a small playlist, and so we chat about a few of those tracks, including songs from Angel Olsen, Emma Donovan, and Adele. All of the details of where you can listen to Bumpy or find her on tour are going to be in the show notes, so please check them out once you've finished listening to this episode. We do want to give a special shout-out to Liz from Play It Again Sam, who helped out with today's episode. Let's get on with it. Here is our chat with Bumpy. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Bumpy. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. <laughs> um, we had a very little discussion before we started recording that uh, f- for one reason or another, you and I 
um, and, and your lovely team behind you um, have been trying to get us to chat for a little while now. I'm very glad that we can. And I'm almost a little bit glad that it was delayed um, for a period of time only because we've now got this beautiful EP to talk about. I think maybe at one point we didn't. So I'm really glad that we're actually able to discuss the Morning Sun EP, which is currently out now. Firstly, congratulations on this EP. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's been a crazy time in the past couple of weeks and the whole process with releasing it as well. So I'm, I'm yeah, happy to have a yarn and be on the other side of kind of that whirlwind. <laughs> Of course. How, how have you found the reception so far? Has it been has it been received well? Are you getting lots of compliments and, and lots of positive feedback on it? Yeah, it's been so beautiful. I think especially, you know, when someone uh, messages on social media or something especially and tells you their personal um, experience of listening to the album or, or listening to a certain track, um, it's been so special just to not only kind of let go of those personal stories myself but also then receive other personal stories it's just been this beautiful relationship and connection yeah of course i loved the the sonics of this record and i kind of want to get into them a little bit later but i guess in relation to what you just mentioned then in terms of um you sharing your experiences and and people being able to share them back how do you find allowing these songs to be put out into public? Because I know that there is um, a number of things that can be discussed within songwriting and, and within your own artistry. And especially for yourself, I know that you've got a second band as well, which I want to get into a little bit later. Um, but I guess for this project, how do you work out what it is that you want to say and what you want to get across with these songs? Sure. That's a great question. I guess... Um this project really stemmed from just wanting to have my own space with my own thoughts and my own stories um, and, you know, just kind of come into a light where I can explore that voice and, you know, be the one that's making all the decisions at the end of the day and um, really understanding, you know, my thought process even further by being able to explore it musically Um so, yeah, I guess it, it really, I'm writing about my experiences or, or just the way that I'm perceiving things or, um, you know, what I'm going through. The the band that I mentioned before is called Squid Nebula, who is a fantastic um, neo-soul band from Melbourne or Nam. Um, when you made that decision to have this space for yourself and, uh, and allow, I guess, room for what you want to say. How did that... I can imagine for some people it might be a difficult and, and, and somewhat brave decision to make because it's not something that people would kind of do every time. How did you come across that decision and, and I guess, how did you action it as well? Sure. Um, yeah, I've been working with Squid Nebula for a while now. I think maybe it could be coming up to eight years. And they were the first band that I really joined when I moved to Narm. And it's it's a very collaborative project. So we've all, you know, got the reins on all the decisions and all the writing. We write together. And, um, yeah, it's been something that has really helped me understand how I want to move through the live spaces as well as the recording spaces and 
I've done a lot of sessional work and um, used to play keys with Brother Neil Morris in the hip hop. First Nations Hip Hop Collective called Dreaming Now. And I think through all of these kind of collaborations and, um, you know, works with different people, it really helped me realize how I, that I wanted my own voice and my own space that I had learned, learned from all of these people and then figured out, okay, now I want to navigate it kind of on my own and really come into my own light while also continue to work with these other artists as well. 100%. Do you find yourself, and I imagine that you would, especially in, in something like Squid Nebula, but do you find yourself to be a, do you enjoy collaboration, I guess, is probably the best way to word it? Yeah, definitely. It's been so fun. We've been working on um, an album as well, actually, at the moment, and it's fully been completely, you know, five chefs <laughs> in the kitchen, um, <laughs> which has been an amazing process to understand you know, how to communicate what you're thinking of as well and how you all perceive music differently and how you express it differently. And um, I think that's just been a huge eye-opener into how to work with different people in musical environments. It's been really insightful. Is there, when you are songwriting, is there a clear indication that something is for the Bumpy Project or for Squid Nebula, or is it something that might reveal itself as you kind of go along? Yeah, that's a great question. I often um, dance around that line a little bit. I think, yeah, it does kind of uh, sometimes it's an intentional thing to go I'm I'm now in this wearing this hat under this project or <laughs> if it's just free writing um, it will kind of reveal itself to go know this kind of tends more to this project or or whatever but yeah it's still something that I'm kind of <laughs> struggling with at the moment being like which project is should this sit in and <laughs> um, once it kind of takes to the different bands it will you know turn into something completely different as well of course, I can I can appreciate that, and I feel like there's almost like a um, a flexibility to some songs as well that allow you to possibly see whether they fit both or either project or whatever it may be. Um, I would love to know, I guess, uh, your introduction to songwriting back, however little or or old or, or or whatever age that you were when you came across songwriting. When was it that you first kind of came across that as a um, an interest or a, or a passion of yours? Yeah, that's a great question. I guess um, probably, you know, I, I've always played songs or liked to do covers growing up and then maybe it was kind of early teens that um, I started listening to songs that um, just had, you know, really simple guitar motifs or piano motifs and and then just had a whole layer of songwriting over them and that really was like oh maybe you know I could do something like this and I have something to say and when I really started to just sit and have focused music time in a space that wasn't about you know learning something else it was just more of like a therapeutic moment um it kind of, yeah, started to really flow and be like, oh, I can actually understand my thoughts in a different light when I sit with them musically rather than just sit with them, you know, in my thought bubble. So I guess when I really started to understand that music provides so much more than just an expression, um, I really wanted to further explore songwriting. I very much appreciate that 
method and kind of approach because I think sometimes and especially around that age it can be a very good outlet for teenagers and and young adults and even adults um, to work out like a form of therapy or or what they're wanting to say and being able to vocalise that. Definitely. And if you've got so many views and things that are running through your head that you don't understand at that age, it's like music's such a nice place. You don't have to actually talk about it. You can just say what you want. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I feel like it's, um, it almost helps. It's like a, a filter, if you will. You can almost work out what is important and maybe what just needed to be thrown out into the universe to be forgotten. Totally. <laughs> Um, I was wondering if we, uh, if you would indulge me slightly and um, uh, talk a little bit about one of my favourite tracks on the EP, which was Waiting Game. I thought sonically this was a beautiful track. Um, and I was wondering if yeah, you would just uh, be able to share, I guess, the, the catalyst of the song or where it came from or a little bit of, yeah, the, the story of it. Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, this one, I guess, you know, it's written about the idea of... Um, that in-between stage of not knowing whether, you know, you keep trying to release the desired outcome and keep waiting and waiting, or you have to just let it go and move on and, and be okay with moving on and maybe not get reaching that point. So it's about that really in-between stage. And sonically, I guess we really wanted to make it feel like you were holding on and kind of sitting in this world and waiting for something to happen and then you know, by the end of that end chorus, um, you had reached this decision and it kind of, you know, you've arrived somewhere. Um, so I guess, yeah, I had a really fun time sitting um, with my bassist, Noah Hutchinson, who contributed some of the production work for this one and just talking about, like, how can we really emphasise this feeling that we're sitting in this space for a while but still make it, like, have a little interesting moment so someone's not like, I've been listening <laughs> to the same thing for <laughs> two minutes, you know? Um, so it was a really fun one to kind of step inside of and also just arrange beyond the live work that we do 100% I I very much respect um, a musician or a producer and or an or and or both um, who have that kind of thought of intention behind the sonics I feel like sometimes it can be not lost but it's a little bit like we've got four great chords in the background that's enough whereas mm. the fact that you um, thought about you know, that you're wanting to keep the listener engaged and almost have the sonics themselves be like a, a story along with the lyrics. Um, I know you do some production yourself. Do you have a preference on what you kind of do or what kind of... Um How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I guess yeah, is is there a time where production seems more interesting to you than songwriting? I guess production is definitely a new kind of world and light that I am still discovering. Uh, I've always kind of worked in a live space more so than anything um, digital or, you know, in a a workspace. So it's definitely something that um, I guess coming from that live world, it's like, what am I trying to say and how am I trying to say it and how can I replicate that in, you know, the instrumentation and the arrangement. So I guess that's just my approach that I'm looking at it just, you know, trying to take these live tools that I've been working in and applying it to production. Um, So it's definitely something that I'm so intrigued by now that I am kind of just seeing seeing what it looks like on the other side and working with friends and working closely with the mixing engineer and understanding what what they're using and how they've used to then achieve this certain emotion or feeling or mood and I think ultimately that's what really intrigues me is like you know just understanding what a little bit of distortion or you know a little bit of like EQing can really change it all and highly affect how you're feeling or even just what that sound is communicating I think it's just like it's so interesting of course do you um I guess it's almost like a full circle kind of thing do you also then find it interesting then having to reapply that to when you have to bring these sounds to a live setting yeah definitely um (laughs) yeah it is such a circle I guess (laughs) because they all start just writing them myself uh, on piano or guitar and then you know usually it would be taken to the band and um I love performing with these musicians and you know I think um creative control on their behalf is so important to me as well to go you know here's what it's about here's what I'm trying to capture now like I look like do your thing over it and you know their (laughs) interpretation of the music and how it speaks to them personally is also really important to I think how it's all constructed so then to take you know their interpretations and then we put them on live it's like this big combination of, of something that we're trying to achieve and I think just yeah the whole process of of that circle um I think is is really amazing and I uncover more with each release or each recording process. 100%. Is the, uh, I guess with the EP out now, 
I know that there's one or two dates currently in the books or that that is known to the public. Can we expect to see you touring uh, this EP around the country at any point um, this year? That is a good question. (laughs) Um, It's definitely, we definitely have a launch show in the works. Um, Yeah, it's just been uh, a tricky roundabout thing now that, you know, we're all out and about playing live and trying to squish it all in. But um, we are definitely playing a few shows around the place in the next coming months um, that I'm really looking forward to just, yeah, getting outside of the release time and now just bringing it live. Of course. Well, I know that um, currently known to the public, uh, you are playing at, I believe it's Port Ferry Folk Festival um, at the start of March, which we'll make sure the details are in the show notes for people to purchase tickets to. Um, Is there anything that fans can kind of expect from this show? Because I imagine it is a little bit different as well. It's a festival set. It's out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I will be playing multiple times over the weekend. I'll be a part of the Uncle Archie tribute show as well um, in the earlier days of the festival. And then on the Saturday, we're actually presenting, um, we'll be performing as a trio, so just myself and two of the backing vocalists. And then on the Sunday, the full band will be coming. So I'm excited to just present kind (laughs) of um, in all different ways over the weekend and have a different set for each show. Um, So, yeah, I hope to see some people and connect and, um, yeah, play these songs live. That's very exciting and and even more exciting that obviously people have um, many different um, opportunities to see you while at the festival. So I wasn't even aware that there was a few different uh, sets, so that's even more exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very keen for that one. (laughs) I know, um, obviously, uh, Uncle Archie, uh, last year you were awarded the Archie Roach Foundation Award for Emerging Talent at the... um, Victoria Music Awards, I have to make sure. Yes, sorry, the Music Victoria Awards. Um, What was that experience like, kind of winning that? Because I imagine that would have been... I I can't even imagine. Let me... (laughs) I will ask you, what was that experience like? Yeah. um, So honoured. Like, yeah, it feels really huge and important to me. I guess that whole moment was swept up in a really emotional state. Um, we had, you know, the memorial um, showing images and listening to this music and Uncle Kutcher then sang one of Uncle Archie's songs and then, you know, the award was presented directly after that moment. So you can imagine how overwhelming it really was um, when it happened and, yeah, I think everyone could feel the spirit and the energy in the room and I think I was just, you know, quite dazed for the rest of the night of it, like, what's going on and did that happen and I'm emotional and, um, but, you know, reflecting on it since then, it just, yeah, I feel so, so honoured and so special. It's such a, a powerful award and the work that the foundation does in his legacy is really amazing. So, yeah, I just, um, I feel really excited to do this tribute show and and continue to be a part of honouring his work. That is beautiful. And I can, yeah, I can imagine after going through all of that and then being awarded um, 
uh, any form of award probably is a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. So from yeah, I, I, there's a lot of respect for kind of having to go through that all within one day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was really special too because Uncle Kutcher I've actually known for years and he um, found me when I was still living in the country and, you know, he was touring and he got me up on stage when I was a teenager and then a couple of years later I was studying and he was actually one of the guest speakers and he was like, what are you doing here? And, you know, <laughs> turned into something else and then the first Bumpy show he actually got me on to support him and, and we just did Kutcher's Karaoke um, series on NITV and he just like, he's appeared at all these really special moments of my life so yeah, it was really special to share that with him. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, th- that was kind of, I'd say, one of a few big things that did happen last year as well because I know you also performed at Vivid and I believe you um, played at Big Sound. I know there's a few other key moments for yourself last year. Obviously, we've got the EP now. Can we expect, without getting yourself or anyone from the publicity team into too much trouble, um, I guess, can we expect another big year from you for 2023? Look, I hope so. <laughs> it's one of those, it's so funny, um, just, you know, only knowing what's coming up in the next couple of months and things just pop up out of nowhere and somebody's just, you know, put this email into your account and it blows your mind every time. So I'm just um, honestly... Um, just really love to play live and and hope to get back in the studio this year and um, just have some fun with it and just see where it takes me, to be honest. I'm going to keep working on it and just hope that I can meet more people and see some more amazing places and, yeah, play some more live shows. Of course. Well, um, from a fan or from a consumer's perspective I can tell you that there are a lot of people very excited to see you out on the road or or see you um, live this year so um, fingers crossed there are more opportunities as well Uh, you very kindly sent through um, a a playlist for us some of the tracks you're currently listening to I was wondering if it was okay if we just talked about one or two of them yeah sure I would love that beautiful Uh, one of the tracks that was sent through was Adele Daydreamer that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether you could um, tell us why this song made it to your playlist or why it's important to you. Sure. Um, yeah, it was really beautiful to kind of reflect on songs that I've either been listening to a lot or influential in my journey. And um, as we were talking about before about the songwriting process, this was one of those tracks that I heard, you know, when I was um a teenager and it's just got that really strong motif um that guitar cell that you just kind of move around the guitar and um it was one of those moments that I I learnt the cover and I was singing it out and you know just made me be like well I could just um write this a cell and try and write something over it myself um and this album is, was actually just one that I really sat with and was like, well, maybe I want to do something like this and be a singer-songwriter and just heard it in the light of just voice and, and an instrument. And, um, yeah, it just really, really blew my mind into being like, I think I want to go down this path too. That's very cool. I love that. <laughs> 
another one of the tracks you've got on here is uh, Angel Olsen with Lark, who I believe Angel Olsen is in the country very soon as well. Actually, maybe around the same time as Port, uh, the, the, Port, uh, the, the Folk Festival. Yeah, I believe um, she's at the Golden Plains on the same weekend, which is such a bummer. But <laughs> um, yeah, excited to catch one of her shows while she's here. Of course. Uh, what does uh, this song mean to you, uh, the track Lark? Mm. Yeah, I think this this album um, that it's from All Mirrors was uh, recommended to me and they said, you know, just just take some time and sit with it and have some focused listening. And so I did that, you know, said oh, I've had a cup of tea and just sat in front of the speakers and this is the opening track from the album and... Um, I still recall listening to it for the first time and just being so blown away by how much it drew me in and how epic it is as an album opener. The instrumentation and the strings and the arrangement and the build of it is just, um, yeah, quite amazing. It really draws you in. And from that point, I've always thought about this, about wanting to think about my arrangement and the instrumentation to achieve you know this this drama while circling around something so vulnerable and um yeah this this track was really as a huge in the journey of understanding this album further of course um i think uh, again fantastic album by angel olsen and i think that um uh, another act to catch in festival season this year. Um, the last one I was hoping to talk about, Bumpy, was Emma Donovan and the Pookbacks, one of the greatest Australian talents to come out in the last number of years. Um, you've put the track Don't Give Up On Me. Uh, what is it about this song that you love or, or is special to you? Yeah, I adore this song and and, and this album uh, and Emma and the Pookbacks. Um, I think, yeah, when I moved up to now, I'm, and I caught Emma for the first time performing. You know, it was so powerful to see a First Nations woman doing exactly the thing that I moved up here to do. And um, I was so, you know, she's so powerful and, and you can feel her spirit every time she sings and um, she holds spaces for everyone. It's really amazing to kind of see each other and move around on the same bills now. And um, I just adore the way that the putbacks support Emma and, and vice versa. And I feel like this track has just been one that I've had on repeat ever since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic track and um, a fantastic record by Emma and the putbacks. Um, Bumpy, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Congratulations on the Morning Sun EP, which is out now. Um, but yes, thank you once again for having a chat with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.